1: Okay. There's nobody here. There's, it's just, uh. I, I mean, no offense. Well, hey there, the Pack podcast is about to begin. You can always follow the show through Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook. If you're still into that sort of thing, the show is streamed live every Tuesday at six o'clock Pacific on our Pack Filler Productions YouTube channel, as well as on the Podbean app. You can call the show directly from Podbean and chat along in the discussion on both platforms. Now let's get to the Pack Pillar Podcast. It's a really bad music. I've never really stopped to just listen to it. It's really terrible. It's all I can it's hear, poke through. It's a great way to really make people not want to listen to this show, isn't it? All right, I'll fucking change it. Hey, before we begin, it's that time. Gooder Sunglasses, everybody. Styles, uh, Styles are flying out the Gooder Headquarters colors shapes styles and definite fashion statements if you're a member of the pack filler you're eligible for a 20 discount in april if you are a team I emphasize the word team pack filler member. You get a free pair in addition to that. So check out all the great glasses at gooder.com. Match your kit, your style, your mood, or hell, even your weekend activities for the prices it has been offering. The, uh, speaking of that pack filler membership uh, for the team, that is only good for one more month. So you have uh, just, a, well, not even a full month. End of April, then it's gone. Also, thanks to Giant Bicycles. Get to your local dealer today. Bikes are arriving. You can buy a bike, people. Yeah. I'm going to switch my bar tape probably back to black. <laughs> I think you said something about a construction zone. It yeah. Like, yeah. yeah,
2: it looked like a construction zone.
1: <laughs> on on my, my TCR Advance Pro, which is all orange. But you can go get your own style on a new ride for the new season. Take a test ride on a Giant today. So there we go. I admit it, I made a bad choice in bar tape. Let's do this. It was bad. It's... I'm experimenting.
2: And it doesn't always end well. No. Mm-hmm.
1: No. And in this case, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, let's do this. We didn't get Roubaix, but, well, never mind. We didn't get Roubaix, and and that sucks. So let's commiserate over a beer and a podcast. We're running slim. We got a, a lean show today. Uh, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger, and I rode five times this week. I rode five times this week. That's what most people do normally, uh-huh. but I'm just really fucking proud of myself. With me is Mr. Paul Main. How did your ride week go, Chief? It went all right, yeah.
2: A little congested. I think I had a little bit of a cold through the week, and sun, uh,
1: Saturday here, pretty, pretty much stuck weather-wise, and I just yeah. stayed in bed. I'm going to say that I know you keep saying it's a cold. I know you keep saying it's a cold, but the audience needs to know when you got your first COVID shot. Wednesday.
2: Should Wednesday. I just leave it there? Yeah, but I had these symptoms before that. You On did? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday I had congestion and I was coughing. My wife thought I was drinking milk because I
1: was clearing my throat all the time. <laughs> See, nobody gets colds anymore, which is what's so weird. I guess that's the thing that I was just like, a cold? What, what the fuck's a cold? Because yeah. it, I, I haven't been sick in 18 months except for the, except for after my second shot.
2: Well, I haven't had a cold in I don't know how long, but
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't go to Jack's house. For those of you who are wondering how all that turned out, how all the training camp turned out, um, I do we want to? Oh. I'm kind of sad about it. We didn't ride. It. Well, okay. I think we did. We say this in the last show. The reason as to why we didn't go to Jack's house. It was the drain in the shower that wasn't the first priority the
2: the priority was the weather yeah and and the shower wasn't ready so you think pissing down 40 degree weather (laughs) and no shower doesn't really sound appealing does it i don't think
1: the weather was as bad as we thought it it didn't it didn't turn out that bad it didn't oh shit jack's not here in case you were wondering why you know jesus did pat mute his mike because we haven't heard from jack yet um (laughs) because he's usually bouncing all over the, the airwaves by now. But um, we we decided to, to pass, and and Jack was actually not upset about the fact that we decided no. to pass because he himself had said he hasn't been riding much, and I don't think he can handle three days of 60 miles a day. And you and I were like, 99% chance it's going to be 40 degrees and spitting rain, mm-hmm. and you and I are going to drive six and a half hours to get there, ride for a day and a half, six and a half to get back, it turns out you weren't feeling good anyway. No,
2: that would have been really bummer.
1: Yeah, so we didn't ride all three days. Um, there we go. The Spokane um, looked like it was going to be good. Saturday, Friday, you and I got a, a, mm-hmm. a nice ride in. Um, it's windy as shit though. Yeah, it was pretty windy. I think it said it was going to be eight mile an hour. I think average. we had, it ended up being around fifteen to twenty yeah, mile an yeah, hour winds. Yeah, with gusts. Yeah, and I chose a windy route. <laughs> we were way up on the plains. So it was pretty pretty nasty, but it was it was it was nice. And then we we did get um, the first pack filler quote fun ride in um, this weekend, which was just a you know it's not like it was something reg- you had to register. It was just a okay, come show up. You picked a course ahead mm-hmm. of time. We talked about it on the on the last show about people showing up. I do want to emphasize that I was pretty sure of the fact that I said it was a drop ride, it was not a you no did. drop ride. Yeah,
2: it will be a drop spirited ride. Yeah. or something. Okay, because like
1: so. I, I just we, we the course, the way the course was set up, we rode out of Nine Mile Falls, and within three minutes, no, within a minute, we were climbing, mm-hmm. and, and then we, a minute and a half, we were climbing on dirt, mm-hmm. and. That was the last time we saw several people, mm-hmm. and and for those of you who are on the ride, and I'm you know it was so cool to meet a couple new people and things like that. Um, I I I don't I, you know where do we where do we take this from here um, in terms of this goes? Uh, um, you know, do we? It's so weird or trying to organize group rides because I remember just back in the old in the old days where you would just <laughs> say, hey, we're going for a ride. It was a group ride. Boom. You know you just go and mm-hmm. now it's almost like you need to have a code of ethics uh, mm-hmm. when you <laughs> when you're planning a ride do we do we stage it for a because a couple of the guys had gravel bikes and, mm-hmm. and gravel bikes aren't gonna be as fast on the road sorry for all of you one bike fits all um, I don't know where do we you know, well
2: and I, I think the questions were coming in when you posted it everybody's asking how much gravel and in my mind I have one bike and I didn't even I could have measured it. You know, I, yeah. I didn't really have it in front of me. And actually, it was, it was about a third, I would say, third of the...
1: At least. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: Um, you know, I, and it was good to, to me. It was good to meet those uh, couple of people I hadn't yeah. met before. And then I felt guilty as hell waiting at the end. We saw them go by and waved. I thought they were going to roll in and pick up some swag. Yeah. And, and then I thought, oh, we didn't really get to chat with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's it's a tough go. So, I don't know. Maybe we should have like a nice, like uh, the the team I was on. We had Mondays where like what we called soft pedal. Yeah, and just it's a socialized thing. There is yeah. a
1: group. There is a group in town who's doing something like mm-hmm. that. Alan, um, Jacob is doing screw those like that. guys. And, yeah, it's uh, us. We're man. doing our own. Right? Yeah, sure. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we grabbed our ball and took it, it off. Yeah, I'm doing my own. I'm taking my toys home. <laughs> um, I, you know, and and for those. If, for the for the riders, you know, and this is for people who are listening to the show. If you're in the Spokane area, especially, obviously, because if you're not, it's going to be kind of awkward to you to chime in on a group ride because you're not going to play with us. But um, every ride, every group ride out there, predominantly these days, seems to be a no drop, and I understand that, and I understand what you're trying to do, but it's also kind of fun to just go out and hurt yourself and cop off a lung and know the course. Mm-hmm. We we, we had the course on GPS. And everybody's able to ride it and go along at their own pace. And
2: and, and and I had a really good explanation of where right before we took off, right? Yeah. Uh, it was I, crystal clear, man. It, yeah. It was crystal clear. <laughs> you went through everything.
1: And you lost me at like... We're going to go left out of the parking lot. Yeah. That was where I was like, fuck, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: See people's eyes roll back. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I don't know. You know, once we get the kid back, you know, once Nightwing's here and and stuff like that, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, we could switch off and one person will ride with Mm -hmm. a a second group just to make sure everybody's good and we'll switch off or something like that. Or if somebody out there, you know, I, I keep thinking of some of our regulars like, you know, Crazy Justin who'd be willing to maybe show up and, you know kind of have the fun pace because he's he's the guy who doesn't necessarily go balls out but he can go balls deep. <laughs> he just goes long. Oh, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just Well, goes. and
2: and he knows if anybody's behind him cuz he rides
1: with a third eye.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> it, make sure nobody's behind. Yeah.
1: I do want to congratulate those guys, man. That group did a they they called it this Mount Doom yeah. ride. It was like 140 miles and it was on I Saturday. It was a 70 it was 170. I think they yeah. got 133 miles no, didn't in. They. Uh-huh. And it was sn- it was basically snowing. Some people would call it shale or... Heat, a, gra- a, a grapple. A grapple, grapple. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was bad. It mm-hmm. was ugly. And um, I don't think they got all the way to the top of uh, Steptoe Butte. And yeah, sorry for all the cyclists who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But imagine this gigantic mountain... It's it's like a zit on the planet in the middle of wheat fields. Yeah, and it just juts up out of nowhere. And uh, they went all the way there and they got there, but I guess the wind was blowing so hard that the, the guys were just like, "We're not going to get back till midnight. Let's turn around and go call an Uber." Mm-hmm. So they still got 130 miles in. which yeah. is just brutal. Just brutal. Those guys are impressive, man. Um, I do have to say that riding in a small group. I think we only, you know, we had nine at the start mm-hmm. or something like that. Holy shit! It was nice to ride with some other people.
2: Hey, what are you saying?
1: No, not <laughs> just you. I, I respect you, man. But it was so weird, actually looking around, and there were you know there were only four or five of us in the group. You know mm-hmm. we're not we're not violating COVID rules. You know we're very small groups and things like that. But it was so weird to just ride on somebody else's wheel than yours. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. It was really nice. It was almost yeah. like old days. So. I, I, I loved it. Um, so, w- what do you think about other ones, man? Do we do them at the same location? Do we do them?
2: Well, I think I, I talked to a couple of guys. Uh, well, a couple of guys who were with us, uh, Dan and uh, Matt, and they, they really liked the idea. Both of them have been uh, Dan has a new baby. His wife showed up. Um, and, you know, it was their first time. They were kind of like, getting out a little bit. Yeah. And they said, yeah, if they could just, if there was a consistent basis, they kind of like the idea. My thought is if I come up with a new course, I'm just going to, if you ride in front of me the day of the ride, yeah, I'm going to have like temporary paint. If you go up ahead of me, you're on your own. Yeah. But I'll mark the course. <laughs> so that way it keeps everybody, when do I turn, do I turn here? Yeah. You have to come back and find me and then I'll <laughs> maybe something so like that. You always have yeah. a chance in the sprint. <laughs> Yep.
1: All right. So i i actually was going to go out and spray chalk the road and i should have done that i, really I should, should have, have done, done that because well, i did the course yeah you, yeah so mm-hmm. we one of us to just maybe the day before or a couple days before take a can of spray chalk out there and just mm-hmm. and the chalk disappears you know so if it rains like hell the night before the ride it's cool. oh well you know but it's gone so mm-hmm. i guess we could we could do that um but no i'm i'm up for doing a lot more i think it'd be fun you know not just the races we're talking about promoting and putting on but i think it'd be fun to just you know get people out there um i i believe this is the week out oh, you know why jackson and jack aren't here this is the show we're supposed to commit to our races ah huh. see yep. that mm-hmm. they're bailing motherfuckers <laughs> We said we were going to commit to at least three events, right? Mm -hmm. Or or three events or three races?
2: Events because, you know, if somebody wanted to do gravel, what would you call that, you know? But not just like... But is a stage race
1: three races or is a stage race three... For Jack, we'll make it three races. Yeah, that's (laughs) See, that's the thing. Jack, I know, is like, can I just say the Omnium's good? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, you want to go first? You you got your three I, official I have three two because of the oh, things.
2: I will do cheaters. Vance Vance. Uh, I mean Vance Creek. When is Vance? So Creek? I talked to Dan on the ride, or maybe it was Matt. No, it was Dan. Um, Vance Creek is one in May. Oh, it's in May, and then they have another one. I think in June or July. July, I think it is. I I'll have to look it up. Okay. So since we would have a place to stay with nudge, a working nudge, Jack, shower, with a working shower, <laughs> now it's time to go visit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that would be one. And I think there's a crit the next day, like Tacoma Crit. Oh, okay. So now then we're talking. Then it, it's like two and one. You know, if you drive six hours, you want to get more than
1: just a yeah. You
2: know. Two and a half hour, three hour race in, and then uh, again,
1: I'm reminiscing back in the old day. because I remember you would you were able to do that consistently. Mm-hmm. They were never; it wasn't necessarily a stage race, but you would go over on a. F- okay, we'd go over to Seattle Mary Moore Velodrome. Oh, it's it's the Jerry Baker Memorial Velodrome now, but you would do Friday night track racing. Saturday, they'd, Saturday they'd be a race somewhere, and then Sunday there would be another race somewhere in you know that within vicinity. an hour and a yeah. half, two hour driving mm-hmm. range, and then you'd come home completely shredded. And that would, God, it was. Just, we need that again, and you know why I think we need that, and this isn't even the topic of the show. I think we need to uh, force USA Cycling clubs to put on events again, mm-hmm. I, I, because I, I think people are getting away with, and, and an unattached fee. You think there should be... I think there should be an unattached fee. I think you should have to pay for a a little bit extra because there are clubs out there who put on races, and I don't think you should be able to skirt by an entire year without being involved in one way, shape, or form.
2: I have a little bit of a problem with that. Do you really? Uh, Yeah, because I've been on smaller teams, and the resources, you you can't afford anything. And, And Gino used to say when he was... All you have to do, you could have a race for one-legged Polish women, Yeah, you know, and that would fill the bill. But I'm thinking it's defeating the whole purpose. That's like cheating the system. If if you, you know, I I think we're at a stage, it's a burden on clubs. Uh, When clubs were bigger, now all clubs are small. Sure. Uh, And to put on a race is huge. Um, If they can find affiliation, somebody who'd be willing to put on the race and then have you know,
1: have a club sign on for yeah. that as volunteers mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I think that's also the biggest problem. Is there are so many of us bike racers who don't want to volunteer. Yeah, everybody's like, I just want to race. I'm going to show up and leave. Yeah, well, uh, but there, are, but there. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm the, sa- I, well, I cause I'm I'm I, the same. I guess I
2: feel like I paid. No, I guess that's. I hate saying that. It's like I've done that for so long, and I don't mind doing it, and it has to be done. Yeah, but. I'm at the age where I don't want to sacrifice a weekend if I'm not racing. You know what I True. mean? And and it, it's selfish, I know, but well, and there God are, dang it, I, I got a short span of life There's left. only so many breaths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think there are a lot of people out there, especially race promoters, who are doing it for as, as little as much, as possible. There are some out there doing it for revenue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess maybe they could find clubs to cling yeah, onto. to. Yeah, yeah. Or I remember there were times when you would pair up with team up with another club mm-hmm. and put on a race together or something like that. But, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just I just wish there was a, an incentive for more people to be putting something on, even if it is a Tuesday night five mile time trial. Mm-hmm. Just something. I mean, because, you know, that's that's how the sport grows. Uh, me, I'm committing 100 percent already paid for the Belgian waffle ride July 18th. I am officially stating my intents to ride the River City Omnium August August twenty eighth and twenty ninth. It's only two days, so there's is it a TT crit? TT in the
2: morning yeah. road race in the afternoon. Oh fuck! And then so you don't if you can choose what you yeah. want. Yeah, uh, Masters Gosh. Road Championships. Uh, yeah, is that one? So uh, and then the crit the next day.
1: Masters Road Championships. The gravel sections on that? No. Right? no, no. This is the one without gravel sections. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. F- rolling and f- rolling. Yeah, hills. yeah, yeah. Windy too yeah, out there. And wind. I don't think I've done that course, other than oh, maybe riding. We will you. next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to commit to definitely the road race and the crit, and um uh to the promoter of that race who's asked me to announce. Yes, I will announce, but I'm going to get somebody else to do my race. I am committing, I can't believe I'm doing this, to the Tour de Bloom drink. drink. I'm going to do it. I want to do, God damn, that beer's good. I got to mm-hmm. quit drinking IPAs and start drinking some of that other stuff. That's delicious. Uh, September 24th through the 26th. And I am also going to add to that. I want to add more races to that. I want many years in the past, I've, I've set myself a 20 start lines, 20 official starts. Mm-hmm. But those a lot of times included uh, weeknight races. Uh, A buddy of mine puts on the Wednesday night series, mountain bike races, and I would include those. Uh, Twilight series, I would include those. But I I think I want to try and shoot for 10 non-weekday series start lines this year. So we'll see see if I can fill that in. I'd like to – God, it'd be nice to get at least 10 official real bike races in. Sorry to my weeknight race things. That'd be good. Mm I don't know. Yeah, now, but now I need to figure out how to train for road events, shorter road events, faster road events, as well as a 138 mile gravel race at the same time.
2: I mean, well, uh, it, it, we had this discussion yeah, when I was, but uh, we didn't have it on microphones where everybody no, else was didn't. listening to me. So my my oh, no, my nice. wife, who was a uh, she loved to run and she did a couple of marathons, she wanted to qualify for uh, Boston mm. and. And to guarantee it her time it, doing her research, yeah. they said you need to do a lot of interval work, that type of thing to increase your time. But so it was. It was her distance was you know she thought she had to go and plot along and you know hit fifteen yeah. mile and uh, fifteen mile rides. I mean rides, runs. runs. Yeah, uh, you know twenty one weekend, blah blah blah, or work your way up and and taper down. It was kind of like that. But in between those longer rides was you know the speed. And we would do really? intervals, and I'd help her on intervals. So, um, yeah, and I think it, you could you could benefit from that. You know what I mean? As long as you keep your endurance up, we'll have a couple of rides. You know, we'll do near a
1: hundred, a yeah. hundred whatever
2: yeah. Uh, plus. Yeah, you know, twice a twice a month, you're going to be fine.
1: Because uh, I don't see. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to Belgian waffle to. to to win any medals. I'm just mm-hmm. going to to do it and experience the entire thing. But I do want to come back in late July and be ready after a couple of weeks to to race crits or to yeah. race the, a rolling, windy road race. So, I mean, you know, God knows the endurance will be there, but mm-hmm. shit, you know, endurance ain't squat if you can't handle when the pack goes a little faster. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. It's going to be a lot to a lot to figure out. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, actually, this is... This is the most motivated I've been in about how old am I? No, <laughs> in in several years. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I'm thinking this might be a year to have some fun out there. I got ten more pounds to go though. It'll come. Yeah, I got ten more pounds. I want I want to get to 190 now. I'm I'm getting cocky. Uh, I, I got I just do want do want to mention I got a full week of riding in. We loved going to Portland. Got to see the see Nightwing and ride with him a couple times. Hood River. Got to ride there. Um, it was great to ride in different areas. That's I think I got to do. I think that's vital to keeping things fresh. Is just hopping in the car and going someplace for a weekend and exploring some trails or rides or roads or things like that. Uh, the kid has some really good loops in Portland. There's some fun shit over there. I mean, we did a couple rides that were, you know, dead flat, dead flat, dead flat, dead flat, and then a four-mile climb. Mm -hmm. in forest park over there in portland um i i know that he probably hasn't explored a lot of the areas beyond forest park because you know he's he's a college kid he's got to do his his other stuff like that and i'm sure there are portland residents who are like oh fuck you haven't gone to blankety blank or whatever but but we were able to leave from his place and you know and ride and and that was that was really cool and you you think of a lot of big cities um where you have you can't just head out from the doorstep Mm-hmm. and then be able to go out and ride in those areas. And so I, I was impressed. I was really impressed with some of the riding out there. I don't know. Um, and I think, God damn, if they got a world championships, I'd be there in a minute. No, no kidding. That'd be really cool. Uh, all right, should we check some headlines? I think we should check some headlines. Where's my news? That's oh, a hey. <laughs> <laughs> hard that You did a, that on purpose. That was a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, in case you weren't paying attention, can't believe i'm going to say this mark cavendish claimed his first victory in over 3 years when he won stage 2 of the tur- tour of turkey beating uh, Jasper philipsen alpecin phoenix and andre gripel it's almost like we step back in time cavendish <laughs> beating gripel for the win in a bunch sprint a sprint in turkey uh philipsen hit the front early with a lead out from alpecin phoenix but uh, cavendish god he just he just he just wove through just the way he he moved through that field old days oh yeah yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing to see biding his time um coming across you know within the final 100k to take the stage win and the overall lead according to cav quote it's incredible it's really nice it's super nice (laughs) i never get tired of that feeling that's that's uh he says turkey is not the tour de france but to beat jasper and andre isn't easy so um I think a lot of people on the show know what I have said about Mark Cavendish in the past, and I am not going to pretend that I never said bad things about Mark Cavendish <laughs> in the past. Because I can't. Because you guys are going to call me out on it, and that's fair. I did not like Mark Cavendish for a very long time. I think it might have been because he was uh, he was the villain in my movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my movie of watching bike racing. And um you know, and then I think maybe over the last couple of years, so much has changed with him, and and seeing him change from a cocky sprinter to a guy—I I don't know. You know, what what how, what have your thoughts been on him, and and what do you think of him now, and and things like that? I guess just to start with, mm-hmm. CAV uh, when he
2: first—I uh, think he first started off in the World Tour team was was uh, Telecom. And I watched him was sprint. It? Yeah, I was yeah. he was in his like early I think twenty one, twenty two or something like yeah. that. I thought this guy's gonna be a force to reckon with. And on the morning ride there was a couple of guys they were playing this fantasy this is <laughs> way back gosh, it must have been two thousand eight or whatever. I don't know. Well what it the was telecom
1: you dated yeah. yourself right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: they said, you know, this guy goes, Do you have a lead on any sprinters? I said, Mark Cavendish, you wait that no shit. That guy He's going to be fast. Well, something happened. I don't think he even finished the first stage. So the guy goes, oh, thanks for the hint, you know, or something. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I was never surprised that he wasn't. His personality, a lot of sprinters have that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: you got to have a little fast ass. You have to. And and,
2: and, and just, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think everybody who knows him down deep always says positive things about him. Yeah. If you understand his personality, that's just the way he is. So – it doesn't, it's not, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's I, think,
1: I think at one point in time we said it might've even been on the show is where we talked about the fact that a sprinter has to have the mentality to say that gap is mine mm-hmm. and it's nobody else's. I am the best. I am the fastest in this group right now. Get the fuck out of my way. And, and maybe that bleeds over into their lives a little bit. And but I, you know, I am. I don't know. It's just, it just. He was one of the sprinters that kind of rubbed me wrong. But boy, oh boy, I, I, I have changed my views on him. I, I appreciate the guy. I like seeing his humility. I like seeing him struggle a little bit more. Maybe you know. I don't know. It's, I, I blame Phil Liggett. You think he po- poisoned the whale? Phil had his head so far up Cav's ass for so many years. It was just like Cavendish, 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 <laughs> Cavendish, 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 Cavendish. And you're like, fucking shut up. And maybe that was it. And I didn't like his cocky kind of mumbling in his. Maybe that's the manx. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: kind of in that. So, l- I don't know. I'm not a specialist, but, yeah. you know, Liverpool and all that. Yeah. yeah. I'm judging we'll, him for we'll, the way he speaks, and yeah. that's really even worse. Yeah, um, is shame it enough?
1: Is, yeah, shame on me. Is it enough to call it a return? Do you think this is a return? As he said himself, Turkey is not no France, but to, to win. I mean, the thing
2: is, is you know, if he didn't win it, then everybody's like, look at, it can't get any easier than this, you know. Then he wins <laughs> it like, well, it's not, it's only a tour of Turkey. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't win either way. I mean win people's hearts either way. If you didn't like the guy, he, he he still didn't win Yeah, because it's the tour of Turkey. But if he didn't, they'd
1: say, see, he still doesn't have it. So, yeah. Um, do we have any, should we place any real expectations on the poor guy for the future? Or would this be almost like a shit? (laughs) Peace out. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Drop the mic and walk off stage. Do, do a George Costanza. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Stage Try the veal. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, no, well, I read a couple of things on it, and uh, you know, uh, Lefevre brought him on, and the guy from Specialized, the head, head guy from Specialized, because Cavendish loved Specialized bikes, yeah. and he's always been a fan. So they got together, and Lefevre said, "You know, if you're willing to sign the bonus checks for a win, I think then I'm." Yeah. In. And and you know, that's what he said, and uh, his Patrick's quote today: no "Yep, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah." Um, and so he said, uh, I'm sure – gosh, I can't – it's slipping my mind. The guy ahead of Specialized is very happy to see Cav win today. Yeah. Uh, but he is not as rich as he once was now. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. Good thing for cycling kind of keeps yeah. – there is – he still has it. I mean, he's, he shot some gaps to get there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there are a fuck ton of Mac, uh, Cat 3 Masters riders who are going to make sure that Specialized does not go out of business. No. <laughs> Um, next story so close for McNulty spectacular long distance attack by Primoz Roglic was rewarded with his second victory in three years in the Itzulia Basque Country as he claimed the overall lead to in a dramatic style in the last stage of the race this move uh, Roglic I, I have to confess and uh, you know I, I know that the people are going to give me more shit for you know hosting a po- cycling podcast and I didn't know about uh, Brandon's leading Mm -hmm. in this race i wasn't paying attention i guess i was too much enjoying my vacation and or covid shot hell (laughs) um that i wasn't paying attention to this and okay this is more ignorance on my part is this the tour of the basque country Mm -hmm. okay okay julia is just basque for tour or, or, or it is a sponsor. I, think, I don't right? know. Yeah. Okay. Know. Sorry. Ignorance here. Yeah, both of us. Yeah, well, uh, right. Dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, I just remember this and I remember the, you know, the tour of the Bass country is what they always called it. But, uh, this move, you know, some 60 K from the line on a descent, um, put, uh, McNulty on the back foot. And then there were massive climbs on this last stage mm-hmm. going into this thing. Um, uh, you watched stage obviously. Mm-hmm. I watched several stages. Yeah, and my my question is, and I get, it isn't necessarily about poor Brandon McNulty because that would have been really cool to see. You know, mm-hmm. you were like, but "Dude, we got an American to root yeah. for that isn't yeah. Quinn Simmons." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yay! Because no, Quinn still got some learning to do. Um, but the uh, the UAE tactics when all this started to break down were very odd. Mm -hmm. Um, just for me sitting back and kind of watching the stage going okay they got Tade Pojakar they've got the race is starting to come apart McNulty is not holding the wheel they have to make a decision UAE immediately do they work to get to close this gap to bring McNulty back into it or do they say fuck it we gotta go with we gotta go with our our fastest guy on this stage. We got we gotta we gotta have him hammer because it seems like they made that decision, but it was the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because I saw Pogacar, Pogachar Pogachar. I keep saying his name wrong. I've, I'm gonna say his name wrong on yeah. purpose. So I kind of like what's that <laughs> other show? A slow, slow ride podcast. Slow ride podcast. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out another podcast because you know this. You say they intentionally yeah. fuck the, up yeah. names, and I like that. I like that. I'm not gonna steal it from him. I I, I fuck up names unintentionally, um, but he's he's back there and he did so much of the effort after Roglic was already gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the front, leading this entire field. Um, Bad tactics or just bad luck?
2: Well, I I think it also what Yumbo Visma did was they're allowing somebody who they think they could control McNulty go up the road, like the stage where he took the overall and got third in the sprint. Now for two days UAE has to protect, you know, the jersey. Yeah. The lead. Now that was that was UAE's tactic. Back in the tour. <laughs> yeah. So well, they kind of reverse ah. the rules, see? Uh, or the the, play, uh, yeah. the playbook. And so they did. They had to kind of like control things, keep things. They, they burned a few people. Well, on the last day, it was yeah. interesting. They sent, UAE sent Hershey up the road. Yeah. And when uh, McNulty um, cracks, they didn't, I don't know why they didn't send him back. They kind of waited a little bit. And then, you know, Pogaccio was like, in between, I think it was kind of more their fuck-up is like, yeah. oh, no. And by that time, Ruglidge has been sitting in for three
1: stages. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to hear what the thoughts were yeah. on that team bus in the morning. Because, you know, I don't know if McNulty thought that he was going to be able to – you're looking at the stage, but, you know, topography, is he, mm-hmm. he going to look at Tade and go, I, um, I might yeah. suck here. But-
2: well, and, and, you know, sometimes on these smaller – Races, this is the time when you have your backup you know somebody yeah. like McNulty or or somebody like um Sepcouos or somebody like that. this is yeah. their chance to shine these are the this is sure. not what for the for all the marbles, so they can actually kind of check out their strategy or how they handle pressure and or even teach them you know this is what you're going to have to deal with being under attack
1: so. and it also does create a good amount of loyalty, probably mm-hmm. you know it's like, hey man, thanks for that yeah so I'm there for you in the tour. Yada yada, go on from there. Yep. So, um, any other surprises or heartbreaks that you took away from that? I, I only, I'm not going to lie. I only caught that final stage. Mm-hmm.
2: So, no, I think uh, Rogelidge, I was mentioning before in the green room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that after he winning there in the Basque Country, he goes to I think it's 500 kilometers away. He goes to where one of the key time trial stages is, and for the Tour de France and it was pissing rain, and he went out and reconned the course, rode it, got in, I don't know if he showered or yeah. whatever, drove to the next one, and did that in the same day. So here's, Rokoloji is somebody who's very committed to his, yeah. you know, craft. So, um, yeah, that guy, he doesn't back off at all. He's a tough, I, tough as nails. So. I,
1: I, I think it's leading us towards some really interesting things, especially to see um, uh, Pogacar's, uh efforts in that final stage how he led that group mm-hmm. and and i th- I think' we're, we're seeing some amazing strength from both of those guys so mm-hmm. it's i you know it's going to lead some really interesting as we go into the grand tour season yay um one more story i do have to mention because i i gotta mention it's in the gorge it was right near us um and this is i'm going to talk about gravel for a second paul peter Stetna Came all the way over to Oregon's Gorge Gravel Grinder this past weekend on Sunday, Break, uh, soloed to the win after breaking away from the competition with 70K remor- remaining. I guess he was uh, first outing in several months um, after all, all of our COVID restrictions are starting to lift. Um, 93 mile race, four hours, 11 minutes, uh, beating his nearest competitor, Stephen Mole, by over just two minutes. Jack Barty finished 3rd to complete the podium. I just want to say these names because I'm um I'm you know, we're a global podcast and I'm saying names of northwest guys here. So um it didn't uh, I guess um Stetton was pretty surprised by some of the efforts by some of the local riders and and things like that. So I just want to say that's 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 freaking awesome and it's and it's cool to see. I was going to ride that course last week. Um uh, but uh, but the second shot really kind of fucked me up. I wasn't feeling very good. So I was just like, I'll just go there and ride. Um, Paul, you've done some uh, some races in that area. And and there was one that it was a gravel race, but it was a road race with gravel in it.
2: It was kind of like our Spokane River Road Race, kind of yeah. like what we did today. Sunday. Or Sunday, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so it was uh, the very first one, the one that, what's it called? that pass that you took a picture of your bike, it looked I like do, a construction yes, zone. Yes, see, I, it, I want to say either, Juanita's, Juanana's, yeah. yeah. whatever pass. They do car commercials up there. It's very picturesque. Uh, so you'd climb from the Dalles, climb up there, drop down to a small little town called Mosier, and you climbed yeah. another two or three miles. And then you're in gravel and orchard. It seemed like orchard to get up on the plateau. It's all it up there. Yeah. 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 And then you descend down to some gravel You get, and you do this loop up there. Um, And then there was another course out to the east of of Dalles, And then, so I did that two years in a row, I think, 2013 and 14. And then they turned it into a grand Fondo, and now it's Uh, a gravel race. Okay. So, but I think they add more gravel up on top and less pavement. But some of the same courses, I believe, in some of the sections of gravel.
1: And for those of you who don't know what this area is, like Hood River through here, it is, I mean, some of the best kite boarding and windsurfing in the world. Yep. Because it is never not windy, this area. Mm-hmm. You, I remember you telling me about road race descents where you're going ball, you're dropping people on a descent because people wouldn't. You
2: couldn't. You know. We were pedaling. I was in a. The- uh, 39.17, pedaling on a 5% gradient down to the gorge, down to <laughs> oh, the river. And my teammate was with me, and we we're picking guys that were getting <laughs> dropped from a group ahead of us going downhill. And we I, we were just laughing ourselves silly because it's just ridiculous. It was blowing so hard that day. Oh, fuck. So,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. I, I had been to one down there. I, and I don't think it I think it was the original road race back there mm-hmm. in those days and I just remember there were a couple just nasty steep climbs mm-hmm. and things like that it's just it's great riding if if you're okay putting your face in the wind a lot so it's 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 beautiful there so I mean I just wanted to mention it in the show because it's really cool to see uh you know uh, some races around the area and things starting to get get going here so uh looking ahead no we're not picking the tour of turkey but uh we should pick amstel gold uh you and i have pro cycling stats provide start lists um but it isn't really a complete start list it's names but we aren't necessarily guaranteed that they're going to start right yeah so b- let me ask you uh, about your knowledge about Amstel Gold and the style of race and the style of rider it it, it prefers or or highlights. Do you have any? They're country expert cl- on that?
2: climbs. You know that's one that actually uh, the one the American we don't like to speak about right. did fairly well in that. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, himself, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: he uh, always rode well in it before yeah. one of his tours. One of but his good you tours. could get
2: you could get those. My dog just a came Bender. in. Hi, oh. buddy. Um, <laughs> so you know, you, you get those. There's, there's, well, uh, um, uh, Matthew Vanderpool won. You know, yeah, very dramatic, amazing mm-hmm.
1: uh, race last year.
2: Yeah, and so yeah, it, it can. It's kind of punchy climbs. It's a, it, tons of circuits and stuff like that. Um, they've changed the course here and there. Uh, I think it originated in the s- mid-'60s, early-'60s. So, yeah. Go get mom. Bender, come on. Go get mom. <laughs> <laughs> Say
1: hi, Michelle.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Go get her. Come on. My wife saw her when she was on a run. That's yes. what yeah. she
1: said right. she saw your wife. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll turn this camera to me so everybody saw you in your hat. He's wrestling. <laughs> great, great podcast. Oh, he's still not in? Yeah, yeah. This is real life. Honey, the cameras are all on me. Nobody can see <laughs> you in your in your pre-running gear. They're all on me. Post-running. <laughs> Post oh, that's why he came down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was the run? Oh well, that was a
0: long time ago. Oh. What is it like? Shammy time is. Oh,
1: yeah, Shary yeah. Shammy time is training <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 time. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> this is actually real life. This is real podcasting. Yeah, it is. It's
2: just like the last podcast, my like, cat was like,
1: "Your cat was fucking her. with you, yeah. exactly."
2: Yeah, but that's a cat for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogs are just—they like, they just want love. Yeah. That's all they want. Yeah,
2: yeah. So so Gold, you know, it can be—it could be various, uh, you know, type of riders. Yeah. So
1: um, I, let me let me look at this. I mean, how many? We are, how many riders do we pick for a for a classic? I I, I always think three attention. three riders for yeah. a classic, so, especially because we don't know if some of these people are actually going to be on the start. Mm-hmm. We're looking at for those of you listening after the time. We're looking at this on uh, on our normal recording day at Monday. Technically, the start list isn't going to come out till Wednesday. Um, and and I'm looking at teams, and I'm I I want to go out on some. I, I'm I'm going to go with some some. A safe choice, but I want to go out on, on. I want to. I want to throw the dice here, man. I want to play around. So I'm going to pick. We could just stagger here how we how we pick rides, riders. You know, I'll pick one. You pick one. I pick one. You pick one. Okay. Um, my my first rider because I want to see it happen um, this year sometime, and I don't think it's going to be his ride. But I'm going to. I'm going to still go with Greg Van Avermaet. Boo. I, I want Greg. To yeah. put his hands in the air hey,
2: And he's sure. done well in this race. If I remember, he was in a, I don't know if he podium, but last year or two years ago? No, it had been two years ago that he was in like in the chase group or something. Anyway. See, yeah,
1: yeah, I've seen, I've unfortunately seen a lot of him in the chase mm-hmm. groups. And I, I want to see him yeah. burst into something new.
2: Well, getting on this, getting third at Flanders yeah, doesn't it didn't hurt. hurt.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think he's flying. I think mm-hmm. he's going well. So, all right, you're, uh, you're first.
2: I have uh, Soaring Craig Anderson
1: for
2: uh he's uh D- dsm
1: oh oh
2: yeah. what he's he's been kind of right there remember yeah, and yeah. ramo he he's won some kind of punchy races and stuff right on in the past so. right on
1: okay um i think Sepp von Marka is going to uh bring israel startup nation i want i, him I would to bring like something. to see that but I, you don't think so nah. you don't think he's got the,
2: the well i mean he was keen on on Peru Bay, which didn't happen. Yeah, well, that's why. And, you know, we're drinking sour beers because no Peru Bay. We're sour losers. Yeah, (laughs) no Peru Bay. We're sour. Uh, That's two riders. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) let's see. I was looking at what's his name? Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Jonas from uh, Yumbo's Visma. Uh, He He got second. What race was that? Just the other Vindegaard. Vindegaard, yeah. Vinga Vingegaard. I mean,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: He was second in whatever race was going on in the last I remember
1: Galloway something. making a tweet about uh, VeloCast John making a joke about the fact that people are going to bust his balls about how he pronounces Vingegaard. Vingegaard. And I'm probably be pronouncing yeah. it incorrectly. But I'm going to just go with Vingegaard.
2: <laughs> Vingegaard. That's those are my two so far. Those are
1: your two? Okay, did we say 3? Mhm. Uh-huh. Okay, I gotta pick one more. 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 Um Oh shit. Um not a Stuyven. I gotta pick somebody from Dukoinik, don't I? Probably. It says Ala Philippe is intending of being there, but I don't know if he's gonna I don't know. I don't know if this is his race.
2: He he's any race. Yeah. I could see him win this. Yeah. I really do, but I'm not gonna pick him.
1: Oh shit! Um,
2: I'm gonna pick you, s- go ahead. What I was gonna say? I'm you I'm gonna go with an oddball. Uh, Dylan Toons. Oh, uh-huh. he's ready.
1: Shit, now I gotta pick, don't I? I really gotta do it this time. Um, is Tim Wellens is this isn't his kind of race, is it?
2: Well, he's if it's a breakaway, yeah, it yeah. could whittle down, but I, I don't you know, know he that's... can't bring anybody to the line just like Tej Benute. They yeah. have to
1: be by themselves. I'm gonna keep rooting for my man Michael Matthews. I'm gonna pick him for my third. I just because I, I just want him to win something. I really do. So there we go. Those are our three. Uh Jack and Jackson don't get to pick. <laughs> huh. We'll maybe post them later or something like that, but they, they don't get to pick. So there you go. Um, all right. That does our news and, and, and segments there for the beginning of the show. And and um, here's our, our topic, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Mojo Cyclery. Support your local bike shop people. Do it. Get ready for a second episode of the Mojo Diaries coming very soon. The guys are ready to talk bike selections for your riding styles. I think I want to break down... They don't even know I, that's what I want to talk about. But I want to talk yeah. about the fact that gravel bikes are all over the fucking place right mm-hmm. now. you got gravel bikes that look like downhill bikes without suspension. Mm-hmm. And you've got some that look like a road bike with just slightly bigger tires. And so I want to talk about those kind of things that out there. So uh, check them out at mojocyclery.com. Be sure to join the pack filler for a club discount. See how I just keep fitting that in. Um, I want to take this show... Uh, to get to get to know the pack filler, no, <laughs> oh, no, Paul doesn't know this, but uh, this is going to be a one on one interview with Paul here to get to know <laughs> Paul, the most, arguably some would say the most popular character on the show, because when I all you're chiming in, you guys out there are chiming in about Paul, curmudgeonly old Paul, uh, and his anti brakes. Hey boys, you better get Trenton out there. Yeah. Hey, you boys, best keep sweating out there. The more sweat, the better, boys. That is such a fucked up audio <laughs> quote. I don't even know who did it, but um, we're gonna we're gonna get to know Paul in this one, you guys, because the guy—if you've ever ridden with this guy—he's he's got plenty. I won't of, shut up of tales <laughs> to tell, and so so let's let's break it down. Let's get to know your your characters on the show, shall we? So and you can start a second beer even if you want to because okay. it's not be important for that something it, like that so. get a great intro yeah 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 oh I, I only have your i only have your professor paul one but i guess i could you know <laughs> <laughs> you can drink any of this there's two st bernards down there
2: that's like 10% oh, i don't need 10% oh shit
1: um He's trying to. (laughs) No, yeah, a lot of it's going to be IPAs and shit in there, I think. Unless you want. uh, All right, he's going for the real, real shit.
2: It is an interview
1: with Paul Maine. As you begin to open up your favorite beer of all time, what was it that, or what and or who was it that started you into this lifelong obsession of cycling? Honestly, yeah, just myself. No. So, so my,
2: when what? I was a little kid, um, this is back. I, we lived in Spokane, and uh, when I was three years old for uh, Christmas time, I was going to be turning four that year. My parents bought me my first bike. Oh, you're
1: going back to four years old is <laughs> yep. your obsession with bike riding.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I got I got my first bike with training wheels. And as soon as it broke, the weather broke. I was on it, and within an hour, I wanted them off. And I never stopped riding. There's nobody, nobody like influenced me. And I thought I wanted to race bikes. I remember even there's a uh, my brother who's eight years older, his best friend. I kept asking about because he he ended up he was a big athlete. Um, he played football for WCU and stuff. And I was, really I wanted to. To know how you can race these things because that's what I wanted to do. Seriously. And, seriously. It started with an entire race. Uh, and the and funny thing is, is we moved when I was a little kid, when I was six years old, we moved out to where we did some of the rides. Yeah. And if
1: you've seen the <laughs> gravel with friends, mm-hmm. that section.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I pointed out to some of the guys that we were riding with uh, on Sunday. Um, and so.
1: I wasn't at the <laughs> At that moment, I wasn't up there with you. Yeah, I was but, back with Roger. Drink, drink. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, you do Yeah.
2: So yeah, so anyway, I just would ride, and I took all the hand-me-downs that I could. Um, no one in Spokane area in 1969, 1970 Jesus. had any clue about bi- bicycling, and yeah, I remember for my in third grade when I had, you know, a birthday party and everybody slept over. I literally created a fictitious story because I was the new kid in, in Reardon, where there was a bunch of farm kids that I used to race bikes there. I kid you not, I can remember the whole situation. I created this story that I had. I was this great. We raced bikes in Spokane and blah blah blah. blah. I really don't know. I was always born to. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's bizarre.
1: But when did racing become an actual? Well, I I I remember buying
2: my first ten speed with the intention to race, but where we lived if, logistically, I was trying to figure out in Spokane Columbia Bicycle and oh, I, shit. remember Columbia and, Swing. and yeah, 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 and there was a guy that worked worked there when I was there, and he was a mechanic. He was a young mechanic. Uh, his name was Steve Loveland. Yeah, and and that was started like this draw. There was a small little community and. Whenever I was in, in Columbia Cycle, um, I would try and get any information. And, you know, I, I just played other sports until then. Really? Um, <clears throat> then I went to school at Eastern, and my sister went to school there. And one of the apartments adjacent to mine, she actually left her nashiki in the storage <laughs> room. And I was able to finagle and, and get her bike out of storage and uh, started riding it. Um, really yeah what was the first time you
1: recall pin, pinning a number on and actually doing a race so
2: after yeah i had to drop out of college uh ran out of money and i didn't know what to do with my life and and uh i ended up um decided i was gonna get back into shape and i bought my first bike from bryant mckinley um if, if you're from Spokane, he's kind of legendary. He He's blind.
1: Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't recall yeah. his name. I feel like Ryan McKinley yeah.
2: was a Northwest fellow sport. Yeah. And and his son was na- a state champion at one time, and I was just, like, drilling with all this information. Yeah. I was about 22 years old, I think, at the time. Um, Jay. Jay Herman. Jay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Teammate of mine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, then I... I just started riding constantly and stumbled across a guy locally some people would know. Was Duke Anderson. Yeah. And <laughs> he said, hey, you're pretty fast. Would you, do you race? And I said, no, I don't know how to get in there. So he gave me an application for USCF. Oh, shit. And my first race was the uh, time trial down at Riverside State Park, which was a 10-miler. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about anything, and I got there like at 4.30 – and the first person that shows up is this uh, uh, girl called Molly Bolger. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: your sister. And she could tell I was nervous, my hands shaking. I didn't, you know, I got my license. It was As soon as I got my license that week, I was did that TT. No and, shit, really. Um, I did it and uh, got second. I thought I won it because I passed my 32nd man and my minute man. I could see my minute 30 oh, okay. in front of me and almost caught him. And I'm thinking I, I sure I won this, but the guy behind me beat me by twenty seconds oh yeah
1: um, what was your first real racing bike that you feel was truly your a racing bike
2: <laughs> i had a Miata. um it was called a a pro Miata okay. pro and it had superbi pro and was a nineteen eighty five superbi pro, yep throughout dark blue. No, they were red with red. yellow yellow head tube, and, and the lettering on it was yellow. All right. All right. The next step up was was the uh, team, and that was blue, and they had Durace okay. in that one.
1: Because <laughs> so. I remember, yeah, Arriva, our club, had a, had a Miata sponsorship for mm-hmm. a while, and we had several guys on them, and that might have been because of Northwest VeloSport, that yeah. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite racing bike, and it can't be your current one? Would have been um,
2: Dave Moulton had a series of production bikes. He was out of San Francisco. He was a British guy he used to build bikes for uh, the British national team, and um, it was called Fuso. Fuso. And there is a little story. I don't know if you want me to get long winded. That's it, what it,
1: that's what we're doing.
2: So yeah, <laughs> I hadn't. I ended up working for Steve Loveland, who was the guy who had contact back yeah. when I was a little kid. You know, with my first ten speed. um, but he opened up a shop called Two Two Wheel Transit and that was the hub. And and when Washington Trust Classic came in, he worked oh, with yeah. Campanola, um and Campanola and, and the support team and everything. So um anyway, uh I used to go in there and drool over this frame that was my size and it was just too rich for my blood. I just couldn't afford it. And, <laughs> you know, Steve of course is like, Well, you can make payments, you can yeah. you know, and yeah, it's like oh, you know, I, I just didn't see how it was going to happen. And one day I walked in there, and it was gone. He was ba- actually packaging it up, and he sold it to a guy. Oh, and it's like, well, shit. that's done. And then uh, then I went back, I don't know, a week or two later, and he's unpackaging because it came back. That guy didn't like it. It was too race-oriented. He wanted
1: something Really wrong. steep seat angle. No, angled. Seven, it was reason.
2: a 60-centimeter, 73-5 on the seat, 73 oh. f- head tube, but the fork rake was pretty shallow on it. Okay. So not your standard 4.3, but I don't want to bore people with all that. So um, anyway, um, so it came back, and I'm thinking, it's destiny. (laughs) So I'm like saving my money, (laughs) and then all of a sudden I go, and it's gone again. Somebody bought it. Fuck. And I'm like, son of a gun. And then in two weeks, it came back. And then two weeks later... He hired me. I applied for a job. He hired me, and I had to take it out of my paycheck. And I got it. And I put Campy, course group, and I hand built my own wheels. And oh, shit. yeah, it was the best riding bike. Well, my my current bike is pretty. Yeah. It rivals it, but yeah. What happened to it? Um, <clears throat> I broke a dropout, and this is this. Remember the the race down in Tri Cities? There was a criterium. That you and Mike Meyerly got in a big.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we
2: were screaming. So at each other I I in the jumped from the very city. beginning and I, I had like three or four guys. And I'm like, within the first two laps, I'm like, man, my legs feel like they're going to blow up. I couldn't figure out what it was. I went to the pits and, and it looked like my, my wheel was into my stage. You know, that's because oh, I yeah. had yeah. horizontal dropouts on it. And I thought, ah. So. You know, by the time I got looped around, I couldn't get my free lap because it was really dragging. Oh, shit. And then the sidewall was all torn up. So uh, when I got back to Spokane, I had broken an axle. And I thought, oh, so I put in another axle and it breaks again. Oh, shit. And I keep breaking these axles. Well, it was black in the, the dropout and the drop so- uh, dropout on the right-hand side. For those who remember freewheels, you had an extension of... Sure, you know axle yeah. like this, and campy axles then were twenty dollars a piece, and that's a lot of money. That's like four hours of work for me <laughs> <laughs> at a bike shop. <laughs> so then, um, Harry Gary, who I ended up building frames with, um, was going to frame building school, and he took it as a project, and they magnaflexed it, yeah, and and they found that uh, the dropout on the right hand side was broken. Oh, shit. And so he saved that dropout, and that was my keychain for the longest time. No shit. So it was a Columbus dropout that broke. So uh, that's what happened to it. He fixed it, and by that time, I had purchased a couple other bikes in that time period, and I gave it to a friend of mine um, who his wife ran over over it. It, God damn it. Yeah. So there you go. That's really, that's shit. Yeah.
1: I had a Pogliaghi back in the day, and, and it got stolen out of the back of my car. And Sons I just... Bitches. Well, you know, and I just, like, I would always like to know what that bike is, but I always thought if I ever saw it and, like, the handlebars were upside down or uh-huh. somebody was riding it, <laughs> I would just go bash it with a sledgehammer because that bike would be just like like a dog when it gets really old, just looking at you, just going, kill me. me down. Just kill me. Yeah. Just kill me. So, you know, I, th- I thought about that. So you worked in shops for, for several years, many years.
2: Uh, with Steve, I worked for for him from 89 to 93 and then i would come back i started as electrician in 93 okay and then uh but anytime you needed help i would work on weekends
1: i needed money yeah yeah you know are there any takeaways from working in the business that you that you got you know in terms of like how the bike business works how shitty bike (laughs) shop customers are anything (laughs) like that that you want to take away
2: Uh, there's always every every bike shop has stories of, of a customer that it's yeah you always have that customer that comes in the jra i was just yeah, riding along yeah, and you're yeah. looking and it's like no way um Bullshit. so it's it's yeah. kind of funny on that it's because you, no matter if it's the west side or anybody even when i went to the trade shows you talk you meet up and have a beer with somebody and they start yeah. telling it's like i know a guy exactly like that in spokane washington yeah. you know yeah. exactly <laughs> um i think it's an unusual business i don't it's it's as screwed up as pro cycling. There's not, really? I think, yeah. it, it, it's, it doesn't know what direction to go. And, <laughs> and it gets so excited when uh, mountain bikes came around, it's like, oh, shit, drop road bikes, drop everything. Yeah. It's all mountain bikes. And then, then all of a sudden mountain bikes, you know, well, the triathlons started kind of doing that a little bit on road, which is fine. I mean, that's just, but the, the industry just like doesn't put any resources in it and in, in keeping things going. Neither does the federations that run these, in my opinion. This is all sure. my opinion. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, the money's over there. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. scampers over to that side, and it's like, oh, this is draining. Uh, what do we have going? And, and 2005, was it five or six? was it in a trade show. I saw the very first, like, gravel bike, and I'm like, that's, that's a cross bike, what, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it was basically a cross bike, but they're saying this is this new thing that's coming. You're just rebranding something, yeah. But it, it, it's a good thing, you know. I I'm, I don't poo poo it, but yeah. then all of a sudden it's like mountain bikes. Now they kind of have their own thing, but still they they're not what they once were. Sure. So sure. The, the frustration is, and we had this discussion. They have a tendency that one size fits all. Yeah. Because when it comes to production, it's a lot easier not to make. Various sizes of stuff or whatever. Yeah. If you can mainstream everything, your production cost is low,
1: and you make tons of money. I remember shopping for a bike, and we were talking about this, mm-hmm. shopping for a bike, and I needed a 57, and oh, all they had was 58 centimeters, and so I couldn't get my bike. a
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, One centimeter. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and we were talking about the fact that bikes now are small, medium, and large. And yeah. You just adjust the <laughs> fuck out of it. Yeah. so no, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. And Fuso used to make one, center, one centimeter increments wow. on his yeah. bikes. so. <laughs>
1: Um can't say Merckx, your favorite cyclist of all time. Edwig Van Hoydunk.
2: Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So I, wow. I I've always liked him. Um you know, he won uh amateur uh Flanders. He won Flanders twice. He was close in Perry Roubaix. Yeah. Um he quit in the nineties when it was at its uh, EPO was at its he just said, "I'm training harder than ever, and I I'm not even getting close." Yeah. And he and he quit. And it's unfortunate because he had a lot of heart, and he and he lived for cycling. So, and his nephew still races. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. your best race, best race. Um, Doesn't have to be a win, but your best race.
2: That's I think it, the, the one fair. that I take great joy in it was a nothing race it's basically a local race it was up at uh our our club when i was with um river city was the old we used used to use it in the twilight series as a um one of the road races and up at five uh, or excuse me um gosh what is that With, with all the orchards up oh, north. Oh uh, uh, Green Bluff. Uh, Green bluff, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I told you this is They're so delicious. strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Green bluff, so it's that same course. You go up that sure. backside and you and, and it was not a tough climb, but it was it's a good climb. Yeah, it was a good yeah, climb. Yeah. And I was training, I was with uh I did the loop a couple of times with C P and I said, If I'm there I know exactly where to attack. <laughs> There's a kilometer from, from the top of the hill. There's a kilometer to the finish. I said, I'm going to attack right there. And um, everything worked out. Uh, the guy I was racing with, um, we were with 40s and 50s together. Uh, came over the top of the hill. My teammate was with this guy. The Both last names are Coleman. Travis oh, was my teammate. And sure. Max was the other guy. He's from Walla Walla. And <laughs> and they were up and it had this little gap. And I started bridging. And I looked back and I could see everybody's chasing. And I thought, wait a minute. The 50-year-olds are going to chase me, and the 40-year-olds are going to chase them. Yeah. If I sit back and drop and wait for another opportunity to attack, then only half that pack, then my teammate can go. That was my thinking. Okay. And it was good, because some, as soon as I dropped back, the gas came off. And and I was like, this is perfect. Those guys were gone. Yeah. They ended up winning by two and a half minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, um, I waited the next time on the hill, attacked. um and it isolated with two other guys, one of them a local guy. Uh, his name is Jim, and uh, he wouldn't pull through. And this other guy's from Montana, who's a Cat, I think Cat 1 at one time. Okay. John Longmire, remember him?
1: No. Hmm. Sorry, John.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but we just dropped everybody at really? that point. Yeah. And, and Jim really was reluctant, and he finally started helping out on the last up the climb. I looked, and we were side by side. John was just watching this, and uh, we were, this gym guy and I were kept bumping each other all the way up, and he dropped in this small ring, and I could climb that in my big ring. <laughs> and I thought, when we get to the top, I'm just going to slowly increase the speed. And when he goes to shift in his to his big ring, I'm going. And it happened to be at that, like I told CP, at 1K. Yeah. and. CP was at that 1K taking pictures, and <laughs> as soon as I saw him reach for that lever, I just took off, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't a big race or any celebrity, but when everything goes well, as you know, my yeah. teammate won. Sure, the, the four-year-olds, and then. I came in the 50s, and so, yeah, it was perfect.
1: Did you ever uh, aspire to cross the pond and race at the next level? Was there ever that? Mm -hmm. that, that, There there was the dream, but was there ever kind of a plan put into action? I know the answer. There was, yeah. So, uh,
2: 88 was my, like, very big push, and one of my teammates who was um, uh, on the uh, the women's side of of Team Two-Wheel, Her mom was French, and they lived in this one village on the coast, uh, the Atlantic coast part. And I got to know them really well. Um, And she, you know, I said, I'd like to race in Europe, and they started doing research, and her sister was going to put me up. They talked to people, and I had a team, and everything was coming together. And, in fact, the host family sent me a T-shirt, which I still have today, as I told you, I used to race every single race in it, (laughs) Um, but I didn't go because I also put in for financial aid to go back to college to get my life put together, and I got quite a bit of grants, pretty much a free ride um, to go back to Eastern and get my degree in teaching. And uh, I chose the college thing, and so that's where I met my (laughs) 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 ex-wife.
1: Things change.
2: I didn't... (laughs) Maybe I didn't make the good, the best choice. Uh, I don't know. Well. So, <laughs> yeah. so, but still, to this day, like I said, I keep that. It, it is like you can see
1: through it. It's like sure,
2: yeah, thin, thin.
1: We all know your opinions on uh, disc brakes and tubeless technology, uh, but what, you, in your opinion, is the outside of that is the dumbest advancement the bike industry has made? Wow,
2: um, if it's really dumb, it shouldn't be around. Yeah. I I I think recent recent for road is is single chain rings as much as a guy who sure. never, rarely uses his inner chain ring <laughs> uh, <laughs> for road bikes it just doesn't make sense so that the, yeah one by setup yeah. yeah one by you know you're looking at like if you have you have to change your your cassette in the back if you're getting a in order to get that spread right yeah. then that means you have to add chain links and you have to. It's just not good, and I would have to say the next in line of recent. I don't think tubeless uh, wheels really are a good idea. I know a lot of people like them, but there's now. Vittoria has their little foam insert, and it's like, what's what's the point at this point in time? Yeah, you know, and they're because the rims are a little heavy in order to have that, and that's just so they can ride on a flat without having it roll off. Well, tubulars are still. You're trying to.
1: They're just putting Band-Aids. Yeah. On it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It needs to go away. Uh, worst crash you've ever had?
2: Ah. You, you got your drink there? Yeah. Roger's involved with this one. Oh. But it wasn't him. Oh. Roger. Yeah. Um, so, Manitoba Criterium. Um, well, actually, I have two. One, <laughs> but I'll use this one because it was pretty violent. Um <laughs> There was a breakaway in this uh, Washington Trust Classic, and there's a hill, it's Bernard if you're in Spokane, and we would hit like 40 miles an hour going into a sure. tight right-hand corner. Off-camber, too. Yeah, it was off-camber. Yeah, yeah. And it, several times in that race, you could hear people go crash. One guy was from Montana. Um, his name was Joel, and he literally c- crashed. I've never oh. seen this. <laughs> slid on his chest. Oh. Uh, my coach called him uh, the Concrete Christ because he, <laughs> he looked like he was getting <laughs> crucified, oh. sliding down the side. He was on the sidewalk, in fact. Uh, he went in somebody's yard and oh went into God. there. Anyway, yeah. But, so it, it was a, a little chicane. And I remember Roger, I thought I got to bridge Roger up to this breakaway. And right by this duck pond, they had put. Uh, half-inch plywood over the top of a storm drainage (laughs) and and duct-taped it down because there's a dip. Yeah, we're good. Well, I'm the only idiot that seemed to screw up there, so (laughs) it's my fault. I remember looking down. I still had my Avocet then, and I was going into that corner, and it was off-camber also. Yeah. But if you could hit that point where I looked, it would have been fine. (laughs) But the edge of my front tire hit that, and I greased out. Oh, shit. And I was doing 32 miles an hour. And it was it's all broken up pavement and stuff. And I yeah. could hear people flying and swearing. You know, we had that discussion. Oh, oh, oh shit, fuck. shit, fuck The hounds yeah. of hell yeah. and everything. <laughs> and the strangest part about that was my coach at the time, Tom Ramsey, said, he he's in my face going, Jesus Christ, man, that was the worst crash I've ever seen. I'm like dazed and I can't figure out why I can't breathe because it was the first generation of ProLite Zero helmets. Yeah. They didn't have a roll cage, so the foam had just blown off my head. (laughs) Then the like (laughs) recover, and the straps around my neck, (sighs) and I'm like, "What's going on?" (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah, and uh, and this guy kept saying in my face, it was so surreal. It's like I've got it on tape. I've got it on videotape. I've got it on tape. And and then Ramsey's freaking out, and my whole right side was just oh. In fact, I used to have a scar shape of Italy on my right right arm. And woke up the next day. (laughs) Fevered, sheets sticking to me the whole thing. Oh,
1: fuck! Oh God,
2: that was the worst.
1: Um, you got to pick a dream team now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you got to pick a a, of you know of of your your history in the sport a leader, a sprinter, a classic specialist, a super domestique, and a time trialist. Five riders. Okay. Leader Uh, for GC. Yes. GC leader. And I would put.
2: Miguel Endering. Miguel Endering. Whoa. Okay. I I like him. He was level. Uh, he was just level headed. Yeah. He didn't. I mean, he did his job. Never complained. When he lost, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sprinter. Of all the sprinters I like. Uh, I like Marcel Kittle.
1: I you, we were talking about him mm-hmm. this weekend. I, I think he's got a good head
2: up, on yeah. his shoulder. He knew it was time to. When you don't like the game, you need to get out. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. That guy's a good guy. Classic specialist. That has to go to, I mean, there's there's people that I think they're better, but the ones that I enjoy watching, it was, and it's just of reason is um, that I liked him. I didn't like him when he was racing was Johan Museo. Yeah? Okay. That guy was all about racing.
1: Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, super Domestique.
2: Super Domestique. I would, uh, Jean-Francois Bernard. When he worked for Endurin, yeah, he yeah. sacrificed a lot. He did,
1: and, and he, he was amazing. He it took him a long time to get out of that leadership role. Yep, that he was thrust into with Lonnie yep. Clare and things like that. Yep. Uh, time trialist or hard ass? I'll let you pick a time trialist or hard ass. Uh, I will go with Tony Martin.
2: That guy that's can pretty TT. much both. Yeah, and, yeah, and now he's he's gone to
1: just he's yeah. out front for 100K. And yeah. Um. I'm getting there. Um, best kit ever. It doesn't have to be a pro kit. It could be a team kit you've ridden for. Best kit ever.
2: I would have to say, and and I used used to say a Super Conflicts for the longest time. That green was so cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's there's a yeah, kind there's of a cars. Yeah, then it, that yeah. was my I threw that idea. Who yeah. was designing it? But and and looking back in history, because I was watching a lot of Perry Roubaix and, and Magnus Backstead one in 2004. Yeah. And he and he a guy named Fabian Contralar who rose for Fassa Fos, Botolo. Oh, that that kid I was like only the around. Oh, okay. kid? I, I, really? Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's pretty simple and yeah, yeah. Okay. I liked it.
1: Uh, without naming any names, is there anybody you'd like to have slapped from your past? Any teammates or people you rode against that you'd like to just kick the fucking shit out of? Uh, there was
2: yeah. a guy. <laughs> there was a guy where. Um, he rode for us and we were at Wenatchee, and we had a guy who was in position and uh, to win with a stage race. It was a pretty difficult He used to go up this steep climb towards Mission Is it Mission Ridge? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you climb up to the top of that and down and, um, and he was a he was a fantastic rider, but he he was strange. Um, <laughs> he just didn't have a personality yeah. anybody could jail with. Yeah. And and he I just said Joel, whatever you do, you got to stick with John okay. and do exactly what he says. Because, I, you know, I'm not going to win over the top of the hill. i will be lucky to even see yeah. those guys, you know. And we hit the slope of the hill, <laughs> and that son of a bitch just, like, took off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm watching. this like slow motion. Fuck! And I'm like, you idiot! <laughs> and John got isolated, and the guy in second place had a teammate. And they worked him over, and he lost. Ah! Uh, and from that point on, that guy was... You and a yeah, slapper. Okay. Yeah. I okay. had no
1: respect. Um, you know and have ridden around pretty much every stretch of, of tarmac within this city limits. Uh, what makes Spokane better than other places to ride, in your opinion? As it sits currently, I would
2: say um, the lack of traffic. It's a sense currently. Yeah, shit. it start. I mean, it's still not bad, but for you and I, we're like riding. It's like, when did this get busy? Yeah, fuck. You know, <laughs> we're all these cars here. Yeah, but yeah. from my house, from your house, w- we could be out, like on a Sunday morning. Yeah, we won't see. We could be on a three four hour ride, maybe see twenty five cars. You know, that's out in the boonies. Of course, yeah. once you get into town, it changes, but. We're heading towards town. But, but that's still leaving from our house. Yeah, yeah just leaving yeah, our house. Yeah. And we have flat train. We have rolling hills. We have winds. We have Mount Spokane. We have, I mean, it, it's a plethora. I mean, yeah. every
1: type of course you want, you can get. It's awesome. Okay, these have nothing to do with cycling. Favorite band or musician? This tells a lot about people. All right. Now, my f- favorite musician <laughs> was, was uh,
2: you won't know who it is. Is Ronnie Laws? He was a saxophonist. I'm into jazz.
1: Really? Yeah. He was a studio. I just picture uh, uh, Ron Ron Swanson from from uh, Parks and Rec he, when he <laughs> plays sax. Yeah, it's
2: just a... yeah, Ronnie Laws is more of a, a studio guy, but he he cut some albums and stuff. Really? Uh, and I do like Herbie Hancock. The earlier days. Okay. Um, boop, boop. No, boop. Not, no, no. That's not <laughs> early days. No, I know, that's I'm when joking. things I'm went joking. south. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, Ramsey Lewis, I, I like jazz, okay. so I lean really heavy on the jazz. Cool. Side, so,
1: Okay. Uh, favorite movie, if you had to pick? I, I, I'll let you pick two because I know we right. pick, we quote a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Uh,
2: number one, um, on the comedy side, Big Lebowski, without a doubt. There should be no other. Yeah, I could watch yeah, that a yeah. thousand times, and I will always find something like, how did I miss that? Yeah. It's that good. So <laughs> uh and a serious movie it would be it's called uh The Razor's Edge. It oh was a remake. God. Um 1930s but uh Bill uh, Murray Bill did Murray. it. Yeah. He did it in 84 I think it is. Yeah. Um and he and he cut a uh, he installed a couple of scenes with his brother uh Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. Uh he plays the character Piedmont where he dies and then he has uh, Bill Murray has his his character Larry Darryl, yeah has a soliloquy and he's talking about I hated him. You know, people could feast off the food he left he, on his face. He loved wow. to disgust people, and it was all geared towards uh, John Belushi. I'm, so
1: I'm a oh no shit
2: yeah. When, it was right after yeah. John
1: Belushi died. So I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Yeah. I, I remember a lot of people panned it because it was Bill Murray doing something serious. Yeah.
2: And he still, there's some things where he does some stuff. It's Bill Murray pokes through, you know, the yeah. comedy part. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's a pretty serious film. And it's really, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Paul, how do you like your coffee? I like it several ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, we, because you roasted and I used to pour. Yeah. Um, I do – we were talking about the type of roast. There is times for, like, a darker roast, town roast, city roast. Sure, you know, full stuff. city. Yeah. For me, is it depends on the bean itself. And then I like – like, a, a French press is what I always go th- with at home. And that I want to try experience more, you know, like, different levels. I don't okay. want just that, that coffee taste, you know, that little bit of sure. heavy roast I want to punch through. But – if it's Ethiopian, you know, like a little more whiny. I know that sounds stupid no, or nutty or whatever. thousand percent know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, but then there's times where, like an espresso, I'm going to lean towards darker roasts and I want that that punch and punch. stuff. So, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you always seem, whenever we meet for a coffee, you're always just like a double espresso and then, mm-hmm. okay, let's go. Yep. Like, Whoa, okay. Okay. Um, and why, why now if, if St. Bernardus is, I, I was going to ask your favorite beer, everybody in the show who's ever known this show knows that's your favorite <laughs> beer, but if it wasn't ranked high in the, the wine spectator, what is it about it that makes it your beer of choice? I like now
2: I haven't always been this way. I used to be an IPA man way back in the nineties.
1: Where's my wife? what? 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 <laughs> Holy shit.
2: But, uh, yeah, I liked I liked IPAs. Uh, I came across my very first true one was a Grant's Brewery out of oh, Yakima yeah. back in the day. My band played there many and yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I loved that. That was their Scotch Ale was yeah. the best. But um, I just got tired of the point of where all of a sudden the overpowering what used to be IPAs got to the point where that's all you could you couldn't get any sure. multi taste. It was just whatever hops. Yeah, hops, yeah, hops, yeah, hops. Yeah, yeah, you burped it up, and it, and it didn't seem to pair well with food. I mean, I didn't mind it on a hot, sweaty day, just downing one. But I couldn't drink more than one. Sure, when it's that level. Okay. So then I kind of like graduated, just like my wine flavors too. I wanted that robust, that, you know, choose yeah that hearty bank you know fifteen <laughs> percent alcohol yeah, thing yeah, yeah. It's, it tastes now like, it's tastes like, like, like blended bacon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, and so then I started tapering back and it, it just like this particular beer there's some as the temperature changes, you drink it slow, it's not yeah. a guzzler, I mean you can get to me like dark fruits and and the you know even the esters from the 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 uh um, yeast shit yeah it has yeah. its own character and yeah it's good it's just it's a complex beer there we go as opposed
1: to just pain yeah uh, last question if you could work in the bike industry again in any way shape or form what would be the dream gig
2: I'd I'd build steel frames would you really yeah,
1: yeah I'd like to do that yeah I wouldn't make any money at it but no I don't yeah. think many people are anymore yeah. about about. but no I agree I, it, yeah. it's, it's an art form yeah without a doubt right on well ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you all uh took this moment to, to get to know the one and only Paul Maine, Professor Paul Maine, um, <laughs> out, out of this experience. I was just sitting here I was sitting here writing up the show and I was going, Well, Jack won't interrupt, so that'll be good. <laughs> And and so this is the time to to you know pull back the curtain so to speak and you know and and see what was going on with the the people behind it. So now people are going to come up to you and and give you shit about <laughs> like Lebowski quotes or something yeah, like yeah. that on, on some of our rides. Bring it. In the future. I love Lebowski. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Um, and and go from there. So um, thanks, man. Thank I, I like yeah, I said I threw thanks. you under the bus. You did well. Know that's all right. Coming. You know. I don't know how excited anybody else is to I hear think about it's my boy. fun. I think it's great. No, and, 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 and like I've always said this sh- I want the show to be like going for a ride with a bunch of a bunch of jackasses who just tell the same stories or you know just do the same shit all the time and I think that's what's that's what's fun about it. So, we do need to we do need to close with with watch this. And I think I think I fucked up. I think I've been getting really fucking lazy on posting <laughs> videos because I don't think I posted anything this week.
2: No, I mentioned something that I, I was would going find on one too. and yeah. I didn't I didn't drop you cuz that's okay. kind of a reminder I I'd, I'd say hey watch this. Yeah. But I will do it because we had to drink sour beer cuz we sour yes. we were sour oh, because you oh, we no peri yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I will do that. There was a there's a anyway, I'll come up with something and okay. I'll send it to you. Uh, I was thinking about it today as I was listening to several podcasts, and Magnus Backstead has been interviewed by Oh, sure, um, Bobby Julik and Yans and um, Recycle, which oh, is yeah. part of the Bradley Wiggins, um, and who else? I think the cycling podcast. Yeah. All those have been taken because he's a great. That guy's a great announcer, and, and yeah. he's got a good voice.
1: So, Maggie, come on. Come yeah, let man. <laughs> Drop a line. Let's yeah. give him a I talk. I haven't even reached he's out like, to He's like, do him, I have but, to? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's like, shit, same <laughs> fucking yeah. question. Yeah, here we go again. I'll rapid fire him, though, yeah. and I'll ask him about his favorite beer. You know, well, There we go. Like but, oh, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'll don't change see, it up. I don't see Bobby Julich talking about yeah. beer. Bobby Julich probably has never had a beer. <laughs> You interviewed him. I know. I, yeah. I remember, God, I remember when we were kids at the Olympic Training Center, Bobby Julich was in our dorm room going, you guys are so fucking cool. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> you guys
1: live here at the training center? We're like, yeah, kids, someday, you know, keep it up. You might be fast, you know. Well. About Ten years later, he got podium re- on the tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching you at home. Yep. You know, looking at my he wife listened going, to you. he was in my dorm room. My wife's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> Honey, wake up. Um, so so you, let's do that. So should we just kind of go? We're going to we're gonna, we're uh, gonna uh, j- cover a yeah. Paris Roubaix. Mm-hmm. I do have to mention that <laughs> watch this with Professor Paul's Butches by our friends at Scratch Labs. <laughs> Sorry, Scratch Labs. I kind of dropped the ball this week. But uh, new grape flavor, baby. Grape yeah. fucking flavor. So uh, thanks to Scratch Labs for being a part of the show for so long. Uh, 126. We got anything else? I don't think we got anything else. No, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Uh, Since you did talk about,
2: you know, talk to me about where I got it. Yeah. To me, the passion for the sport, I never had an outlet. (laughs) You know, as I mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, when I was a kid, I just would search for it. Yeah. But hopefully with the podcast that somebody maybe... Is looking for if it just changes one person's life to get into bike racing. That
1: would be cool. It's it's your uh, metaphorical bidon that you're yep. handing to a kid. That's right, know, or something like that. There you which, go. God I damn like it, that. UCI, get your shit yeah. together and let people <laughs> hand out Yeah. <bidons. laughs> Yeah, uh, pack filler membership is still happening for another few weeks, guys. So if you want to get an entire year's worth of swag and race entry fee and uh, fun, exclusive content like that, um, you are you have a, a, sh- a shortening window in which to do that because I'm going to close it out after that. I don't want to continue to ask people to. And I, You know, it's like a pledge drive from public radio. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and get on with the show here eventually. So if you are interested in that, be sure to check out PackFiller.com. Click on the Join Team PackFiller, Club PackFiller, because there are tiers. The team benefits are different than the club benefits anyway. Uh, I think you I think you guys get the point. Um, go out there, ride your bikes, um, pick your Amstel Gold. And I'll, I guess I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. If you can pick two of the riders to, to podium on Amstel Gold, I'll send you one of our, our pack filler mugs. I got one of those going out to uh, Noah, who uh, Noah nailed. Uh, uh, at the, it was Flanders, and what was right before Flanders? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, shoulder price. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he got, he got, uh, he picked one rider for both podiums and, and he got, and so he did it. And so, uh, so yeah, Noah's got a he's got right the pack filler, the La Vie Claire Panasonic one that's going out. Cool. To him, so I'm going to ship that out. To well him. done. Yeah, I'm a man of my I'm a man of words. It just takes me forever to put in the mail because I'm a lazy fucker. So there you go. <laughs> um, thanks everybody. Um, Nightwing's got a show this week. Break a leg is his last college yeah, break performance. So that has nothing to do with bike racing, but break a leg. And uh, Jack, finish the drain. That's it.